the coolest community and freight. I'm your host, Sydney Edwards, bringing you the latest tech updates, warehouse news, everything happening in the cold chain world. Now, you know, Running on Ice, the show, you know about my newsletter then that I write every Wednesday and Friday covering much of the same updates that I cover here in the show. And so before we get into our guest for the day, let's get into some of these headlines. Now, temperature-controlled tech solutions are expanding with CSafe's newest technology, the CSafe APS. Advanced Reusable Pallet Shipper. In a news release, the company says the product was made to provide customizable thermal protection at ambient, refrigerated, and frozen temperatures and can maintain protection for over 120 hours. The CSafe APS includes real-time GPS tracking and real-time tracking of cargo, ambient temperature, humidity, pressure, and more. CSafe has a cloud-based visibility site to monitor the entire process. All C-Safe APS units are delivered preconditioned and are able to be moved by forklift. They can fit four pallets of items on a wide-body cookie sheet with a double pallet. And Fleet Enable also announced new technology, this a software to predict the future for last-mile delivery operators, called Fleet Enable Intelligence. The company says the intelligence takes in real-time data to evaluate company performance, identify patterns in markets, forecast volumes for each shipper, take driver performance into consideration, and predict delays in deliveries, ultimately allowing the prediction of everything from warehouse volume shifts to revenue growth. Fleet Enable says everyone from billing clerks to delivery drivers could benefit from this software. And Healthier Choices Management Corporation recently announced the purchase of Greens Natural Foods. In a news release, the company says Greens has eight stores throughout New York and New Jersey. HCMC CEO Jeffrey Holman says this acquisition expands the company's grocery efforts, and he believes this will double HCMC's top-line revenue, bringing the company to nearly $60 million annually. Greens sells USDA-certified organic food. Now to get to the good stuff. Today I'm joined by Jake McFall. He's the head of refrigerated operations at Warp. Jake, happy Friday. How are you? Hey, doing well. How are you? Thanks for having me. Absolutely. We're doing good over here in Freight Alley. So I'd love to start off with a bit about Warp and a bit about yourself and your background before you joined Warp. Yeah, I guess I can start with myself. Um, you know, I've been working in temp-controlled logistics my whole entire career, so a bit over a decade now. Uh, like many people, started in a brokerage, C.H. Robinson. Um, got really lucky and was in a temp-controlled specific office, kind of fell into it, had really great mentors there. And wanted to go into the customer side of the business and fell into an interesting role at Blue Apron where I was handling like these small farm farmers around the country. And my, my role was to integrate them into the Blue Apron national supply chain. That led into um, the whole entire inbound supply chain for Blue Apron, just overseeing all the ingredients coming in. Um, then I got parcel experience with Blue Apron, great team over there. And then eventually leaped over to Misfits Market, um, was doing everything, you know, overseeing the inbound, the outbound parcel. Uh, so all the logistics moves. Uh, had a stint with Smallhold, overseeing the entire supply chain. So everything from sourcing, procurement, packaging, um, demand planning. And then here I am at Warp. A um, little bit about Warp. 
We're a tech-based company where we leverage cross stocks, temp control, dry carriers, full truckload, LTL, and we leverage this network to optimize supply chains. That's my, my quick elevator pitch. Sounds like you've done a bit of everything nearly at this point. I'm curious what your yeah. favorite part of the industry is. Who do you like dealing with most? The clients, your coworkers, who? Uh, I mean, maybe this is a shocker, but I, I still prefer, the, I love talking to the carriers. Um, you know, I made, I had my start on a desk being a broker. Um, I feel like I learned so much from the carriers. You know, you talk to people day in, day out, you learn about how they run their business, their expenses, the troubles that they have at shippers and at, uh, receivers. So I think you can learn a ton from carriers and if you're willing to talk to them and listen, um, and open your mind instead of just kind of just getting right off the phone with them and develop the relationship. And I still like to do it today. Um, you know, at the end of the day, they're the ones moving things around. And if you harbor a good relationship with them, I imagine you're going to get, you know, a bit of a better performance. I think a few other people would share the same sentiment. Now, talking a bit more yeah. <laughs> about Warp, I know we t it's Middle Mile Solutions. We've got Warp Technology. Can you explain to me a bit more about that technology and maybe what some of those solutions are so far? Yeah, well, I'll, t I'll focus in on one thing that I think is one of the main reasons that I saw Warp as an attractive option for me. And, um, you know, we have all these like parcels going around the country and you have, you obviously have the last mile that's been a focus for, I so long now that it's almost getting exhausting to hear about but nobody really focuses on like the middle mile piece which is you know, going from the shipper to the last mile dc and often cases you're going across multiple states you're doing multi-day runs in order to get to the customer faster and what we've seen is ultimately there's no visibility within that middle mile um while i was at the two companies i mentioned Blue Apron and Mrs. Market, we had this problem where we were doing these zone skips going from, say, New Jersey to Illinois. And the product was en route to that last mile hub and customers would flood the customer service portal asking, where's my box? Where's my box? Because the box ships on a Monday and then is supposed to inject that later that next day afternoon. There's zero visibility. So what we're doing is partnering with our carriers to opt into our tech that allows us to track them. And then we're providing that visibility from shipper to last mile carrier hub so that the customer at the end of the day knows exactly where their package is and what to expect along the route and won't freak out and flood customer service portals and ask where my box is. We're hoping to keep everyone calm and add a little bit of a peace of mind into a lot of these shippers' supply chains. How often would you say you came across a concerned client in that way? You know, not knowing where their stuff was, maybe it was delayed, or they just wanted to see the route that it was taking. Yeah. Um, let me say that it happened often enough that when I was at um, Mrs. Market, we would have to have like quarterly calls with the, the customer service teams. And I would do like a presentation and explain to people how the network works. Like, okay, this package, there is no tracking update. And the reason is, this is what we're doing to arm our customer service team with the explanation so that they could fully service our customers and tell them what's going on. So it was often a problem. And when you're in a growing company, like a lot of these startups, there's like 
chaos, right? There's all these different problems going on that are mostly uncontrollable. It's just the, the how supply chains and logistics work. So um, I was getting pings daily from customer service and then customer service supervisors. So it really is a problem. Um, and hopefully we have the solution to fix it. I think that brings us to the fresh freight side of things now, correct? Yes, yes. Let's talk about this. So, it's a new division, cor- right? Correct. I mean, the team did an outstanding job before I arrived, um, building a good carrier base, building a good customer base, and already onboarding refrigerated cross docks. But there ultimately wasn't um, anybody with, I guess, an entire career's worth of focus on fresh. And my job is to come in there and kind of just bring things up to speed a little bit um, and onboard customers, bring in the peace of mind and talk to them about how we're going to execute. Um, but like I said, no, we're, we're new. We're very new. We're, we're just getting started. I think we have some pretty ambitious goals and you know, the Warp team is fantastic. So I'm, I'm, I'm pretty confident in our future. Talking about some of those fresh freight goals, is there anything that you can mention while we're here? Yeah, I mean, in a lot of my roles previously, we I've always had these issues where, you know, you have these deadlines for delivery and you have the refrigerated LTL world that's out there. And usually what stops a shipper from being able to utilize LTL and just biting the bullet and buying a whole truck and buying ultimately what they're buying is that control. What we're trying to do is create a network where a shipper can log in and determine whether there is a number of LTL carriers that one, maybe one will meet their service because their transit times work. Maybe none of the LTL carriers do work and the transit times don't fit their needs, but maybe there's other carriers that are running consistent lanes going from A to B that they need within that time frame, And those carriers are able to benefit from filling their trailer. Um, and the same goes with like a, a cross dock. If there's a cross dock needed for temporarily and there's space out there, the, the cross docks themselves can, you know, ultimately put their, come to our network, sell their space and create a win-win for everyone. That's the goal. I think we have a lot of work to do. Um, but we've already gotten a good head start. We have good partners in the carrier, the LTL and the cross dock space. So, um, it's just building on that so that we can, continue to provide solutions to all these customers that ultimately right now don't have a solution. And FreshTrade will be using the technology with Warp as well. Have you had any customers yet? Have you been able to kind of see how this plays out for people? Yeah. I mean, what we've ultimately been been able to do so far is we've seen carriers before I got here, right? We had carriers that were already running in our network, running Fresh Free. And we were able to just take a step back and take a look at what we're already running and provide optimization for these carriers M- match like shippers with each other, trying to go to like destinations within like timelines. We're providing savings to them. We're providing a better rate to the carrier and everyone's happy. Um, we just need to continue to build on that, get more shippers in, um, sell shippers on the service that we're able to provide. Um, so we're slowly getting there, but we've already seen, you know, some, some decent results. Getting those shippers to be part of this, is it something that they just have to come to you and, and talk about? Or is it something they have to be applying for? No, I mean, you can come in and, well, you can reach me on my, on my LinkedIn or you can come to wearewarp.com. Um, we've actually had great success with 
people reaching out on our website. Uh, reach out. We'll get in touch. If it doesn't work now, you know, maybe it'll work later. But what we're trying to do is create awareness so that when the time comes for the shipper or maybe for us, maybe we're not ready, we can then go back to these customers and offer the solutions that we're, we're trying to build for them. Have you heard anything from them yet on you know wanting this service or how it's worked for them so far? We've heard a lot on definitely the parcel space. So you have a lot of parcel shippers who are shipping underutilized trailers just so they can get to the customer uh, quicker. And especially in the, like the meal kit space, right? Because they have the perishable product. They don't have the, the luxury of time like a standard retailer has. So we've had a lot of success there. Um, and then we've also had a lot of inbound with a lot of these meal kits where they have a lot of ingredients that need to get in-house very quickly so they can meet their deadlines and their SLAs to the customer on pack. But they're all coming from similar regions. So we've been able to, to make some progress in that space. Having a technology like this seems like something many people would benefit from. Why do you think other people haven't jumped in on this or more people aren't taking advantage of, of systems like this? I think, one, there's a large hesitation in the food industry. Like, I, I always say this, probably people hate me at Warp for always bringing this up, but you see, like, what Arrive and American Eagle are doing, right? Like, they're breaking down that wall of, look, we might be competition, but we can all optimize our supply chains and save. So I think in the food world, there's like this whole, I don't want to ship with the semi quasi competition thing that we need to break down. Um, and then there's also just like, it's not as easy dealing with fresh freight as it is with dry freight. There's a ton of risk involved. Um, you know, claims, risk, what have you. And what we're trying to do is build the tech so that when the customer says, well, what if I what I have this risk that I'm concerned about? Well, we can say, yeah, great. We understand that risk. We've experienced that risk in my previous life. And we've built this tech to answer and solve for that. Um, so I think it's one, the mentality. And two, people haven't taken this on because it's a, it's a tall task. Talking about the risks that people are most concerned about, what would you say might be the number one or, you know, the, the risks that you hear most that folks are, are concerned about? Yeah, I mean, there's anytime you're shipping refrigerated product, there's the risk of the shipper not getting it right. There's the risk of the driver not doing what is asked of them, which is ensure the product is loading onto the trailer at the right temp and time. So you know, as you add, say, multi-stops and multi-drops, I feel like the room for error increases. And what we need to do and what we're going to do and are already working on is building tech that allows us to confirm in each step of the way that everything is going to plan. Everything's within temp. Everything is at quality. How long is this now that you've been at Warp? Has it been a couple of weeks? What are we working at now? couple of months months so far um yeah a couple of months we're really getting the ball rolling you know the first i guess month or so was really like getting involved meeting the team getting everybody used to handling refrigerated freight and now we're starting to ramp things up and get going and so dipping into a few different you know parts of the industry mostly working with fresh and refrigerated freight 
I'm curious what you see the industry leaning towards. Where do you see things going? Maybe it's for the technology-wise or the demand that you're seeing. I'm curious what you think the future holds. For the fresh, like, shipping industry? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, one, I think there's always going to be demand. Um, I think, especially when it comes to food and all those companies that are providing direct-to-consumer food, like, those companies are only going to grow and expand. I think there's becoming more and more of an appetite for, for different food items. And as we become, I guess, more of a global society, you see all these different companies popping up that are... Um, creating new foods that are on the grocery store shelves or opening direct-to-consumer food product companies. So I think the demand there is going to continue to grow no matter what the economy says. Um, And then on the tech side, I think there just needs to be an overall improvement. Um, A lot of like the fresh shippers are very old school. So what we're gonna what we're gonna see is an adoption of better tech over time, and I think that's what we we need to happen to get out of these old school habits and start shipping together, reducing costs, and optimizing trailers. We mentioned that a couple times on my show how it's just gonna take everybody to kind of jump into 2022 with technology wise. I'm curious. Sometimes we get funny anecdotal stories of you know whether it's you know, producers still working on pen and paper or something else. Um, do you have any stories that you were just surprised that they were still working on, even just an Excel sheet or something like that? Mm-hmm. I mean, I see worse than Excel sheets. I mean, <laughs> there's there's plenty of people that are are just typing things out in email with like bullet points that you know was typed, you know, a second ago. There's no tracking and tracing. There's there's people we're still texting updates to that. Um, could easily go into our system and look at their updates just by doing a few clicks, but that's just where where they prefer to be met. And look, honestly, we're okay with meeting customers there where they want to be, the way they want to be communicated, and we're happy to do so, and we will do so. But um, <laughs> you know, there's we we build these platforms and we spend all this time building them, and then there's just people that really just prefer to never adopt, which I guess is fine. And to each, to each their own, because my parents still, yeah. yep. my mom still doesn't know how to write an email, but it I don't does, think my mom has an email. <laughs> <laughs> I know. She still asks me for her email password. I'm like, I don't know. I didn't make it. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, <laughs> it, it, we talk about mitigating risks, but, but not utilizing these, you know, technologies, the software creates a risk itself, I would say, you know, relying on a piece of paper or some thoughts that you were jotting down on, on what happened during a journey is, is a risk in its own, wouldn't you say? Yeah, well, I think a lot of people have been doing things a certain way very successfully for a long time. And if it makes sense in their business model, they're, they're like, if it isn't broken, why fix it? But I think there's there's got to be a point in time where you adopt new tech and you try to become even better at what you're currently doing. So, you know, at some point you're either you're just going to be left behind if everybody else keeps to adopt keeps adopting and you don't. So, you know, I think we just are trying to get customers in and get them used to our tech and kind of hold their hand through the process and again, we'll we'll communicate with them however they want to and hopefully over time, get them to ease into the tech. 
Jake, thank you so much for your words and joining the show this morning. I'm curious, what are your hopes for Fresh Freight for working at Warp? I know you've been there a couple months now and there's still a long ways to go. Anything you're looking forward to? Um, well, looking forward to building a fantastic team. Uh, some more to come there and that'll be coming up very soon. We'll do job openings. And then honestly, looking forward to hopefully breaking the way fresh shippers ship currently and optimizing for a lot of these customers and creating solutions that they didn't think existed. So that's all I got. Are there any other goals or updates for Wharf? Anything that's happening next or, or new with the company? Uh, let's think. I mean, well, we're always rolling out um, new additions to our tech. So I don't want to mention anything now where I'll probably um, get yelled at by the product team. But uh, I'm sure there'll be some press releases coming up of new additions to our platform that is continually growing. So It's always something you have to be careful of, uh, teasing yeah. what might be new and next yes. happening. But of course, I have to ask. I don't... Yeah. And so the next yes, time I have you on the show, you'll actually be able to tell me. Yeah, well, hopefully the next time I'm on, I will be able to tell you in detail exactly how everything works and I'll have the product team's blessing for everything and I won't get yelled at for <laughs> misspeaking. I'll get, I'll get a full demo and download before. And we can get an update of Fresh Freight and Warp's technology, of course. Of course, of course. Well, Jake, tell me, what is the day in your... We're sitting here today. We've got a couple minutes left while I have you. What is the rest of your day looking like? And what are you working on right now when it comes to maybe, you know, expanding the Fresh Freight initiative? Yeah, I mean, the rest of my day now is we have a bunch of customers looking for pricing in all different modes, right? So there's people looking for some middle mile consolidation. There's there's some LTL stuff out there and there's some full truckload and LTL mix stuff. And then what we're trying to do is literally I have to go in with my team, dive into the pricing and see if I can create solutions that aren't already there. Um, and then matching with our carriers, talking to the carriers, seeing if they have capacity to do X, Y, and Z. So Right now, most of my day is spent going through different proposals and working with the team to dive in and create solutions. So it's Friday afternoon here in Philadelphia. So I got a few more hours left of doing that before I check on all of our current business and make sure everything's in line and looks good before we sail into the weekend. Now you have an eye on what's being hauled. I'm curious what you're seeing most of right now that's being moved. Uh we see a ton, a ton of opportunity with frozen goods. So specifically meat and seafood um, and then like CPG products. I think we're seeing a ton of that flow in as we get into like the back to school full rhythm with that families are in. And, you know, you see, feel like the at-home cooking is increasing steadily from September through year end. So I, I feel like that's where most of our opportunities are, are coming. I feel like I'm starting a whole entire topic now, but titles keep coming out, <laughs> articles are coming out, and slowly but surely they're saying frozen food is in, people aren't wanting to make dinner so much anymore, they don't want to spend the money on it. Any last words? I think frozen food is becoming incredibly healthy. I mean, people are making new products that make sense for somebody. Like you used, you used to have to cook your own food to get something that was decently healthy. And I think 
innovation is constantly happening. So I, that's probably why we're seeing that. I mean, I know that I try to maintain a healthy diet. And if you go down, I have a freezer full of stuff that I would think is relatively healthy. And five years ago, that wouldn't be the case. You wouldn't see my, my fridge like that because there weren't as many options. It's exactly how mine is too. I've got the frozen vegetables, frozen meat. If yeah. I could freeze herbs, I would probably be using those too. <laughs> you, can, you can get the uh, the purees and freeze them. Yes. Or make your own. Jake, thank you so much for joining my show. Tell me where folks can hear more from you and where they can reach out. Yeah, you can find me on LinkedIn, Jake McFall. I think there's only one of me out there, so I'll be easy to find. Um, you can also reach out j.mcpaul at wearewarp.com and you can then also go through to wearewarp.com and go through the regular sign up communication page perfect well thank you once again and i'll be checking in with you on some of those product updates later on i look forward to it thanks for having me and for everybody else watching or listening in i will have world courier up next next friday check out tonight for my newsletter at 7 p.m eastern time check it out We'll be